Hey, before we dive in, just to let you know, today's episode of the News Brief was pre-recorded. For the latest on breaking news around the coronavirus, go to WREL.com. From WREL News and the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network, this is your coronavirus, North Carolina News Brief for Friday, August 14th, 2020. I'm Cliff Bumgardner. Usually, this news brief brings you the latest information on what's happening right now with the coronavirus pandemic. But this week, we've been on a different track, diving into how our world is changing because of the virus and the new challenges that brings. Well, today, we're finishing up that conversation by talking about what schools may look like in the future and how thinking about the internet as a utility, not a luxury, is key to education. I'll hand it off to WREL's Travis Fain. Welcome back. I want to reintroduce Katie Rosenbaum, a child psychologist and senior research scientist at the Duke Center for Child and Family Policy. We're also joined by Freebird McKinney, a former Teacher of the Year in North Carolina. He works now for the State Board of Education. Thank you both for your patience tonight. Mr. McKinney, what do you see a few years down the road when it comes to education? What's going to change? Well, I, I, I hope that if, when we're looking at public education, I, I really hope that there's a reaffirmation that public schools matter. Our our educators, our child nutrition staff, our bus drivers, our custodial staff, they're all essential employees in our community running at its highest level. And and while we continue to realize the vital importance of the traditional schoolhouse and our, our academic and instructional priorities, often dedicated to our students' career and college readiness pathways, COVID-19's impact has has really illuminated our overall commitment as as a public school system. It has lifted up the social and emotional value of our student support staff services and the necessity of our school nurses and serving the physical needs of our students. And And I feel like there's also, hopefully will be a refocusing on how our schools support the whole child. And this is particularly important and revealing when it comes to our EC students, our students with special needs, and our historically marginalized students. So this pandemic in a sense has caused a seismic shift in the public's perception of and, and understanding of what public schools represent and what our, what services we provide. So for many of our students and their families, we are the epicenter of the community and our schools have been missed at all levels. And when it's safe and healthy in our individual communities to return, uh, we will be back. And while our public schools have always mattered, I feel like uh, they've never mattered more and that will continue in the future. Uh, Another piece that I I feel like will also change is the focus on eliminating the gaps to internet connectivity access. Um, While our schools are receiving funding for devices and other services, uh, there's really a need to recognize that internet access at a societal level is no longer a luxury. It, It is a utility uh, and it is often determined by our geography and by our zip codes. Dr. Rosenbaum, you did a survey, and correct me if I get the number wrong, but I believe you said something like 40% of students didn't actually participate in the online spring classes because of a lack of broadband connectivity? So yes, we did a survey through a project that I'm involved in called Resilience and Learning, and it was with 13 different school districts um, in the eastern part of North Carolina, largely rural, largely low income. and your number is very close. We had um, 41% of the students that did not have significant um, internet connection 
or they didn't have a device, a computer, um, that they could do their work remotely. And as a result, many of them got paper packets, but even with those, 38% of the children had zero involvement in education after school started in, uh, stopped, excuse me, in March. So no education for that period of several months at the end of the school year. Well, and that was in, in, in eastern North Carolina, uh, in right. the more rural areas of the state. Uh, is there any sense, Freebird, that that is something that our policymakers will really take to heart uh, and, and, and radically expand broadband? We've talked about expanding broadband. We have done some in, in recent years. Do you see momentum for that? I absolutely see momentum for that. And, and once again, I feel like this is going to be a multi-sector initiative. Uh, while there are working groups currently, particular one, uh, that the uh, governor's NCBCE is initiated uh, at the leadership of Caroline Sullivan. Uh, this needs to be something that involves telehealth, telebusiness, as well as K through 12 public schools. But I do feel like conversations are are unfolding with the General Assembly. Um, I think it specifically is, is is also needs to be focused on where we're missing out on those fiber because it, it's it's really about access to connectivity. I feel like, but but definitely conversations are, are, are being had in this. Dr. Rosenbaum, can we replace what we've lost with socialization, not just the book learning, but the other things that make up an education or is it just gone forever? So that's the wonderful thing about this. It's never gone forever. Our brains are so malleable. There are always opportunities to repair and heal from the, the struggles that we go through, even into adulthood. So absolutely, as we move forward, if we're thinking very intentionally about building opportunities for connections and relationships and about building really clear structure, we need to get kids back into a sense of knowing what's coming next. I know what's predictable and I have a consistent plan for tomorrow. That's going to start to repair that damage and we can absolutely make a difference, but we have to do it purposefully and think about it. Yeah, those one-on-one -on -one connections, they're, they're, they're crucially important, right? Absolutely. And the time that the kids have to interact with one another. I mean, one of the most important things you're learning, especially in early childhood and through elementary school, but really all throughout school, is how to get along with each other, how to work in a group, how to calm down when you're upset so that you respond appropriately. We have to learn those pro-social skills. And when we're isolated at home, we're not having that opportunity. This has been your coronavirus, North Carolina News Brief for Friday, August 14th, 2020. As always, if you like the news and information you get from this show, let us know. Leave a rating and review wherever it is you listen. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss our new episodes. We'll be back on Monday with a regular news brief. Thanks for listening.